cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show, proudly sponsored by MTN Business. Hello, B2. Hey, everyone. I'm back in the driver's seat. You are? I know, it feels so good. It feels odd over here now. <laughs> I got so you can, I got really comfortable okay, really quick. So you can come sit next uh, to me really? if you want. Oh, huh? no, no, I'll stay over here. <laughs> I tell you what. You know my views on Cape Town, but the weather was so cuck. How oh, was it? So good to come back. It's because be... I wasn't there, bro. I know. No, 100%. So I, I don't really want to go back into Ghana, but I must say, what an amazing journey. I mean, that six weeks of interviews, the culmination. So for the listeners, yes. um, I really do suggest go back to the podcast, listen to the six podcasts, and then maybe God, like yeah, last week's show when we did that whole, yeah. that whole wrap Speed up. Speed dating. Speed dating. Um, Okay, so back in Joburg, back to normality, and back to the app of the week. So my app of the week, which incidentally is actually Apple's app of the week. Uh, coincidence, I don't know, maybe I like was searching and came across it. But anyway, it's You're being controlled. <laughs> okay, we actually have to take a sidebar here. So we're going to be talking about Google just now, and... You broke my heart. Okay, I'm just telling you that outside. That so I'm, if I get if I'm, I get Nancy I'm 20% with you, converted. Yes, if I get Nancy with you outside just now, then that's why. So I'm just putting oh. it out there. But anyway, back to my app of the week. So the app of the week is flowing. Um, it's it's basically a meditation um, relaxation type app. The Probably the reason I was looking for it is that I had quite a stressful trip down. It was a long mm. three days. I was like actually Did looking for something. Did you find your Oh, there's your laptop. I have my laptop. Okay. I don't be forgetting about that now. <laughs> um, but I was a mobilist. It was awesome. So flowing. Um, as I said, when I came across the research, when I was looking for their website, I see it is Apple's free app of the week. So it's obviously a paid app. I didn't see it on Android, so if you want to go to Pixel Brett, good luck with you. You won't find this cool app. Um, but yeah, go check it out. I do want to mention while we're on App of the Week, okay, yes. is our messages. So for non-Apple users, our message is like when you get an SMS, but if you're an iPhone to iPhone or MacBook to iPhone or anything in the, in the Mac it's environment. It's BBM or WhatsApp. It's like BBM, Apple, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, it's a closed group. Um, I cannot believe how many stickers have actually popped up. Now, Brett's rolling his eyes, but there's a reason for it. Apple's whole big push is into China, okay? And if you look at how WeChat started all those years ago, it was all based on its stickers. Yeah. Now, you can actually do it. I was playing rock, paper, scissors with someone on iMessage. It's the coolest thing. You download these little packs. Now we've got Trump stickers, like Donald Trump and, and his different hairdos. Um, Halloween's coming, so the Halloween packs have come. It's just, I don't know, it was pretty funny. Have you seen the digital touch thing? I was sent a digital touch message. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the heck yeah, is that? Yeah, you like have kisses blowing on the lips and fire and stuff. I was actually glad that my wife sent it to me and not some, not, not you actually. Well, I thought about it, Did but, uh, oh. I didn't. <laughs> so, and now that you've told me, you don't want me to. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we were going to chat about this last week, but we really ran out of time with our speed dating. Yes. But our friend, uh, Mr. Elon Musk, I mean, we are on first name basis yeah. with him. He has said he is sending humans to Mars. He reckons Six that by years. Yeah, 2024. It's a bit more. Eight years. I think uh, you have to leave a little know. bit before that if you want to make it on time. <laughs> <laughs> so by 2024, with an option to return. Okay, he said highly unlikely and high risk that you won't happen, but he is, you know, unlike that other, remember that Mars project when the guys were like trying to, in fact, the South African was selected into the finals. Um, he will plan that his ships will return and it's only going to cost you $200,000. So, 
if you have 200,000 American dollars floating, mind you, given what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks' time in the voting, the dollar might not be so strong anymore. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so $200,000, 2024, you can go to Mars. And you know what, Brett? You can go to Mars because I'm just shit not going. If you do end up buying that ticket and going, you might be going with Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so my wife is going. Yeah. So all of a sudden... <laughs> is, Angelina, is Angelina Jolie going? No, but Brad might have to after oh, this Oh, then, then my wife's definitely going, which actually might not be a bad investment. Two hundred grand. Versus norm. Okay, cool. We'll have a look at it. So, yeah, he's basically made a statement, and that's it's uh, quite a bold statement. It's pretty cool to make. because uh, there are some people that just need to be on Mars. They're like they really need to go. Like if they can take the Trump with, that'd be amazing. So, I, I promise you, there's a lot of people that would club in for that. Oh yeah. But you know, he'll do. He'll get up there with his little finger and pinky sign, going. But I've already got a plane, and I can go there when I want to. He's going to make Mars brilliant again. And then he'll deny. He'll say, <laughs> "I never said I wanted to go to Mars. You'll make it brilliant again." Yeah. Like, it's actually it's called Great Mars. Again. Mars Trumpful. It's already been named. <laughs> he already claimed it. Um, I'm going to leave that one for now. We were chatting off air about Uber Eats that yes. is now finally in South Africa. Um, I haven't used it, it yet, but it. I see it as going nuts. In fact, our guest today was saying that he's actually he's been using it. But the only problem that I have with it, from what I can see, is it's a separate app. Now. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Uh, I think I'm led to believe it's a it's a separate app, Brian. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah, but it, it it migrates your personal information and your credit card information to the new app, so you don't need to re-register again. Okay, that's fine, but it's still another app, which is more realty on my on my phone. Um, there, I thought that kind of like that's their way of saying. Um, if this doesn't work, we just make it disappear. You know, they they, they kind of didn't commit to it because normally you'd put your stuff into your app. It's pretty cool though. So let's call it an MVP from Uber. Let's say it's a minimum viable product and they're getting something out there, but it's working. Look, I, I've heard none of the good things. In fact, remember when I mentioned that restaurant two weeks ago, the cheesesteak oh, guys? I've actually got a, a bunny chow on the way to the office right now. <laughs> we're going to have to wrap this <laughs> no, up. Rather, really, send it, rather send it, yeah. But they, they were saying that they joined the Uber Eats and uh, it's been fantastic yeah. for them. Actually, the demand is there. Um, so yeah, it is, it's, it's interesting to watch. Mm. Um, it goes back to that whole discussion on disruption. You know, these guys haven't just sat back and said, okay, well, we screwed up the entire taxi industry. Mm. Um, let's just ride it out, pun intended. They're actually yeah. doing something about yeah. it, you know, which I think is very cool. So, okay. Now, this, I'm sorry, is the height of, it's actually, it's, it's okay. It's called Nike Hyper Adapt 1.0. Do you know what that is? Say it again slowly. Nike. Yes. Hyper Adapt 1.0, version I'll- 1. I've got back to the future in my head with these auto tie shoes. Okay, it's not. Okay. Uh, yes, it is. Auto tie, yes. Self tying shoes. Yes. Okay, I have a new name for it. I'm fucking lazy.com. I mean, if you cannot tie your own shoelaces, really, you yeah. shouldn't be wearing shoes. You, you do know we're doing a show about robotics and Ryan's going to. No, I don't care. <laughs> that's not robotics. That's just pathetic. I mean, I watched the video. You put your foot in, you push a button, the thing goes. Like those pumps in the old yeah. days, LA Gears. Yeah. Most people don't even remember that stuff. And these things suck around your feet. I'm sorry. You're going to pay through your ass for these shoes. And then they, what do they do? They, they know better than normal shoes, but they self-tie. And then what happens if they pile down? But what if you're exhaustipated? This is going yeah, back to But what if you're exhaustipated? That was no, my dude. word of the day yesterday. Exhaustipated. No, Too what? tired to give a shit. Dude, Wally. Okay. Yes, no, exactly. This is, but this they, is they weren't wearing shoes at that point, sir. So. Well, they don't have to because what are you going to do in the battery? Oh, you mean I actually have to charge it? Oh, well, they can't walk anyway, so. Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry, Nike. Really? Hyperadapt. Yeah, no. Hyperadapt 1.0. Hyperadapt. Okay. I think what we have shown in this global economy and this, this connected society is that there's 
somebody will buy it and not just somebody like not somebody huge millions amounts of people. of people will buy it. I mean, Nike's an American company. I can just have they invested in batteries. <laughs> Maybe they self charges. Like as Solar you walk, power. they charge. No, they, cool. that, what do you call it? Impact charging or nice. uh, kinetic? Energy. Yeah, kinetic. You see, you see, I know something. Kinetic energy. Okay, so here's something that Brett, you can buy me for Christmas. It's called Distractagon. And then I'm going to buy you one for Christmas. A Distractagon. A Distractagon. Does that mean you, you leave? <laughs> because you distract oh, me all the time. Shit. Nice. Um, where's that mic button? <laughs> so, um, a distractor is gone. Distractor. My wife would like that. No, she- listen, she'll love it. It's called Distractagon. It's a box. It looks like a pencil case. And you set a timer on it. And you put something in there. Oh, and the no, box locks down me. until the timer runs out. So you put your cell phone in there. Um, Cade, if you're listening, boy, you're getting a Distractagon for Christmas. And it's you not can a Pokemon. It. Yeah, <laughs> not a Pokemon. You're getting a Distractagon. Um, but basically, yeah, you lock your device or lock whatever it is you want away, and there's nothing you can do about it until that countdown goes down. That's awesome. I think it's freaking amazing, and I need one. I then have to go into a very, very sad note, and that is BlackBerry made an announcement that they're not making handsets anymore. Do not judge. Do not comment. It's a precursor to Google. You know I love my BlackBerry. Okay, now, I actually, I was so upset I shot a mail to BlackBerry's marketing team. I'm like, why? Not that anyone in South Africa can do anything. Apparently, they will do hardware deals still. So, they'll outsource their hardware manufacturer to someone else. So, we'll still see these. Because they've just launched Android. You know, it's the second brand. <laughs> you see, okay. No, no. They I better tell give you, you. It gets me going. I'll tell you why. It's the second time that a brand that I love has done something that makes sense and then freaking killed it. When Microsoft bought Nokia, okay, Nokia came up with a project phone called X1, okay? It was an Android-based, but bloatware removed and then integrated. So, like, for example, instead of Maps, they had here, which is Nokia's Maps. Instead of Google Search, they had Bing. So they had this, like, hybrid, like if Microsoft and Google got together and had an orgy kind of thing. I've always said that Nokia's build quality is Beyond compare, okay, their battery lives, unlike Samsung, yes, that was a dig, sorry, man. Um, but basically, they launched this phone, it did so well, they launched the X2, and then a week later, the guy at Microsoft stands up and said, right, we're killing the X project. I'm like, what? You know? Now. Because you were the only one that was No, it, it was selling up in Africa, <laughs> in Kenya, and it was flying off the shelves, okay, but they saw it as a threat to the Microsoft environment, because of Windows Phone, whatever it's called. Bloody hell. Anyway, um, and now BlackBerry does it. They came up with a Priv, which was Android-based. Then they mm. talked about three new handsets that were Android-based. And now they're not talking about handsets anymore. So, so uh, the distractor's gone. No, wrong use of the word. Oh, definitely sorry. wrong. Okay, I'm you exhausted baiting me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my sad thing. But okay. then from sad, we get on to happy. Like I always hey, say, um, us Apple users can still play last year with everyone else. Google's event yesterday. You made know, by I know Google. you watched. Made by Okay. So, have you ever seen a mic drop close event like that before? Did, did you watch the event? I did. I didn't see it to the end, though. So, at the end, it just says, thank you, goodbye, and that's it. The script, there was no play out. There was no, there was no music. There was no fanfare. It was, in fact, if you looked at Twitter, it was like, okay, well, buy Google too. Oh, just yeah. closed. Done. But what I loved about I it was the that intro. whole cliff. Yeah, I know. The, look, the show was excellent. So, I mean, yeah. let's go through. There were, I, I've got pretty much five. Um, uh, takeaways from, from the event that I think are, are relevant. First and foremost, hands down, is Pixel. Now, I don't know what your views are, and oh, I didn't listen I to like all the comments. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I told you I'm going to get upset with you. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why they killed the Nexus brand. I don't know if they mentioned it in it, but I, I, I don't know if you listening. noticed, but it was blowing up. 
I didn't see that. Oh, is it the, the tablets, the tabs even Samsungs and stuff? But oh, the, the no, Google Nexus. Samsung. No, so, Google Nexus. Yes, no, it was yeah. made by Huawei, I think, or Motorola. Anyway, the Nexus brand has always been the Rolls Royce of Android devices. Mm. It's always been the first with the updates. It's always been the phone to have. Like the iPhone is the cell phone to have. Then yeah. if you had to go second choice, it was Nexus. Um, why they killed the brand, I'm not sure. Maybe Nexus will continue as a as a partner project because that's what they do. They always hand it off to the other OEMs. I kind of like the name Pixel. I mean, given the fact that every single thing we do on a screen starts and ends with a Pixel. I mean, I know there'll be arguments that there's processors and stuff behind it, but the visual interface is a Pixel. So I dig it. The colors that they came out with, for those that didn't see it, it's called like almost silver, really blue, quite and black. quite black. Quite black. I like and they were black. rich, strong. I like that blue. They were really good, strong colors that made good, strong statements. But the colors were only just the surface level of it. I mean, it's yeah, the best well, rated just... smartphone camera, the 12 megapixel camera that isn't extruding out of the body. It's amazing. It does 4K. Okay, videos. so you are having an attack on Apple. Um, I'm sitting back on the deck and I can push the button off any time. Yes, it is the best camera apparently. I wonder what Sony has to say about that because Sony's always claimed best camera in, in their handset. So it'll be interesting to see their comeback. The thing is it wasn't their... It wasn't them saying we're the best. They actually got the, yeah, the rating guys to come right. out and actually come they didn't, do it. They so. didn't do an Apple. And this is the best iPhone we've ever made. And it's the same opening statement yes. every year. Um, well, so this is the first phone we've ever the, made. The Google, subtle, really. non-subtle, thanks to Twitter, reference to no bump on the camera required. Yeah. I thought that was like quite was a fantastic. And, and, and the fantastically, uh, satisfyingly not new 3.5 millimeter <laughs> jack that is available <laughs> in both models. So again, if you guys don't know, we haven't been following the whole iPhone, the biggest grab from, well not the biggest, but the biggest, one of the most biggest grabs about uh, um, iPhone users, the fact that they got rid of the 3.5 millimeter jack. We spoke about that a few weeks ago. So Google was like, and our, our, our phones have 3.5 millimeter jacks. Yeah. Incidentally, there's a case manufacturer overseas yeah. that has already brought out a case for the new iPhones that has a lightning port adapter that goes into it with a 3.5 mil jack <laughs> hardwired into it. So you can still well, use... Well, that's where the Apple model makes yeah. the most money in the accessories. But... If you look at what we've discussed on the show throughout the year, and you see everything that's now been released and made by Google, I dare say that the studio is bugged because we have spoken about everything since before CES. We've spoken about how AI is going to start happening and as soon as it starts getting more contextually aware, as soon as it starts learning from what other people are doing on this sort of global scale. But then they've got VR, which is one of our sort of first loves here, and they've made the Pixel ready to go with the Daydream VR straight out the box. They've taken the Hey Google Assistant, AI Assistant, straight into the thing. Hey, you're kind of running through all the whole list no, here. No, I'm just saying. Like, and we've spoken about storage. We've just spoken about all this. But now they've wrapped everything that we've spoken about in, what, nine months, ten months? Yeah. And stuck it into a phone. Why wouldn't I love this phone? Look, I must be honest, and you've heard me say that on air as well. I use Google for everything. My yeah. my storage is Google. I overlay onto Gmail. And now you have unlimited storage. Yeah, on your photos. I mean, photos. Google Photos was actually one of my app of the weeks. Yeah. Um, I cannot bash Google. Yeah. I, I really can't. Uh, there's no way in hell. This was yeah, a, they this did. Was a good job. And in fact, when I was looking for my app of the week, I came across Google Slides, which is like their online collaboration presenting tool. Yeah. I mean, it was it. It's really cool. You know what I mean? These guys yeah. are they are next level. The only thing that does concern me is that they're moving into a hardware game now where they've never, ever been a hardware. And, I, and that takes me to my next point, which was Google Home. 
Okay, so Google Home is the speaker. There's an Amazon Echo that's been around, and again, they're kind of like, they're kind of kicking people in the teeth. They basically said, "Well, we're cheaper than Amazon Echo." Okay, and I know Amazon is a competing product, but Amazon is still a customer of Google in many ways. You know, everyone is. Yeah, for now. Um, so Amazon, uh, Google Home, sorry, has come out as a cheaper, better. I must say, if it's using the power and algorithm of Google, nothing's going to touch it. You know, the, the voice recognition technology is amazing. So what home is, is a little speaker that will, will reach, I think they said up to 15, one five meters within your home. And you just talk to it, say, Google, um, what time is my flight today? Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Sorry. Sorry. You have to say, okay, Google. Yeah. That way, but you can do it with your phone as well, I think. Mm. Um, Ryan, you have an Android phone. You go, okay, Google, it fires up, huh? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So it's not new, but that's where they've been testing it. Yeah. And that's my point. Is they're moving into hardware now off the hard work and sweat of other hardware manufacturers, if you get what I'm saying. They're kind of like – they're actually pulling a Microsoft. It's kind of like – I don't know. The impression I got from the Made by Google last night was that if you want something done right, do it yourself. And they'd kind of been on a plan of – Well, isn't of, that Apple's uh, – Yeah, but you can see the guys that are sort of innovating from the soft perspective start getting limited by the hardware. And the hardware guys get limited by the software. So if they had one sort of unified idea uh, that sort of meets – the one guy came up and said – uh, the next level of technology meets at the intersection of hardware and software, and in the middle is AI. And when you look at it, I mean, it's pretty much what any digital end-to-end solution company is doing these days. No, no, I agree. Even our robotics, we, we're doing software, hardware, everything. In the us, full, you know, full environment. Correct, okay, yeah. so I'm not against that, and that's probably where my love affair with Apple has always been. But what I'm saying is that Google hasn't been that company, and Microsoft wasn't that company. And when they started playing in hardware, things went wrong. Let's be honest. Microsoft Phone was a cup. I mean, it really was. I didn't even swear there because it didn't. It, it had more effect by not swearing. That's why I did the cup. Couldn't even do that. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> but I was actually having yeah. a go because I can't get that yeah. right. So yeah. I'm I'm not worried about Google because yeah. I know that these boys and I, I've been to Google. I've been around their campus and I've seen the kind of dedication they have to hardware and everything else. I just feel that it. There's so many hardware things that came out yesterday as yeah. opposed to maybe more of the software side. Are they saying they can't do any more in the software world? I don't know. But will I buy a home? Definitely. I think I mean, they're waiting for the, the contextual aware of the AI to start developing. As more people start to use it, so it will increase in its ability to have more context. Yeah, and I mean, if you guys have a look at what Google's doing with quantum computing, the hardware they're developing, I mean, they're doing state-of-the-art stuff, you know, yeah. so… I think they're more than capable of doing hardware development. I think I think the investment costs and the the, the hardware costs of of R and D in hardware. If you're not Google, you you're gonna you know you're making budgets for that. Google have got this endless back pocket that they can keep pulling into and saying, right, we need that to work now. No, hundred percent. And they've they've actually shown it. If you look at the journey of yesterday, after home announcement and all the cool stuff from the rah rah rah, came Wi-Fi. So they've made these little self um, self adding self propagating Wi-Fi devices. You can buy one. Mm. So it acts as a router, like a normal router, but it's got a little bit more intelligence because it's obviously using a Google DNS. But then, so let's say that, I think there was like $190 and then for $230, you can have two more, let's call them range extenders, but they're all wireless and they all work off different zones. And then that, with that layer comes the control aspect. So if the one zone is by your kid's bedroom, you just kill that and then yeah. they go offline. I'm so getting that. So you, you know, and this is the thing is that yeah. they are, they, they're creating this ecosystem and they've basically said, look, we've been around for 10 years. We haven't done anything. We're here. Okay. Mm. Cause it's just been this whole 
move from home it's pretty to clever. Wi-Fi. It's pretty clever, though. Yeah, they've kind of let I all can't. the hardware guys take the patent lawsuits against each other, and then they've just kind of swooped in at the end and been like, cool, we know it's safe. Let's go. Okay. I do have to kick them in the teeth. Good the luck. reason they change <laughs> they, they now, they change now into assistant. I have no idea what they're thinking was all about. So Google now was there in like their cards. You've seen their cards that appear on, underneath like what's happening now. And you could also, it was the, um, excuse me, the contextually aware side of Google. Mm. And it was called now, now on or now here or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Um, now it's called assistant. So did they need to do that? Mm, no. Um, you know, people had got this now. We'd thought and now it, it made sense because they're, you want to know they're trying to now. Body this whole idea. They try to put everything into this AI body. And in order to do that, you kind of need to have a, a level of consolidation. But they have, but there's so many assistant inverted commas apps already that are running around. Like, I mean, even Amy, you get, you actually get one called assistant for Android. Yeah. It's got this chick standing with her hands on her, you know, Ryan sitting and nodding. He probably uses her. <laughs> Did you put brown hair or blonde hair on her, Ryan? I can't remember. Oh, you see. <laughs> I put blonde. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is that I, I didn't quite understand that play. Mm. Uh, you, you've, again, they changed Nexus to Pixel. They changed now to Assistant. But we have saved the best for last. They so do. we're doing, yeah, we're doing a double whammy here. There's no VR discussion today. It all comes, boom, here in Daydream. Brett, what do you think? Uh, like, wow. <laughs> well, we just bashed them for being hardware, but now they've gone into fashion and hardware. And I think that their headset is tremendous the fact that previously all the other headsets we've seen are these hard clunky pieces of yeah. you know, ro- no offense robotic type things that you stick on your on your head like solid polycarbonate are not very comfortable for any length of time some of them are immediately uncomfortable yeah uh, these guys have gone and actually thought about what is it that we wear they've got microfiber cloths and stuff in there they've actually gone to the, they've looked at athletic wear and they've looked at what we wear day to days and they've actually created this very nice material based lightweight headset that is ready for Pixel. Yeah. And it comes with a controlling remote. That was cool. Which is saved inside the friggin' Yeah, headset. I was going to say, so the storage, for those that haven't seen it, so it looks like a normal VR headset, except for it's fabric. It's got a fabric touch to it. but And it, and it uses like a little clip. like, like yeah. not a elastic, yeah. Yeah, like a little clip on the top. So it actually looks like clothing. Like, yeah. you know, you're wearing, you're wearing something. But then inside, the part that holds your phone doubles up as a remote holder so it comes with a remote now that's also a big thing because if anyone's played vr or done any vr experiences um when the experience ends you have to dismount and get back into your phone and and then reset it now it's also not convenient to walk to turn around in one space the whole time but do you see the remote also is gyroscopic enabled accelerometer blah 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 version 1.0 hyperlace so you can actually use your hand movements as opposed to your thumb movements and that to actually move or touch yeah. or go forward or backwards. But it really will start to change the way and, and hopefully enhance the way people are looking at VR. Yeah, well, that's what they said. And yeah. then you can actually leave the flap open. It has an air uh, intake as well, yeah. so you don't have that Breathable. feeling on your face. Um, and you can wear wearing glasses. Yes, that was that was my last point as they well. I really that, did think about those kind of things. That was impressive to see. But the the whole thing for me that also hits at home, one, price. I think they said it was about $80. Okay, let's be marketing people, $79. Um, and they're going to give it away free with a Pixel if you pre-order the Pixel. So that's quite a thing because I, I don't think the Pixel's coming in a lot of money. I think it was about $300. $649. That was the flagship. I think it – I don't the, – The two, yeah, the, two, the, the, the five and the, plus. Yeah, I think, the I think it was 300 and something dollars. I, I stand corrected. Yeah. But they're going to give you an $80 headset as well. That's That's – Really cool. And it's only going to be released here probably end of the month. 
No, maybe Elon Musk will have people in uh, Mars before it actually gets released. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mind you, no, I take that back. We're actually not that bad anymore. I, I think even the iPhone arrives on the 14th. So it's not like wait forever. I think most of these companies have jacked up their, um, um, their production times. Brett, any, any other things that you had from Google from the event? Oh, there's so much we're going to talk about them as we go throughout the, the coming weeks, I'm sure. Okay, so uh, I, I'm sure that's not the end. That mic drop may have been the the end of that event, but wait. yeah, no, that was. I mean, like, sure. Um, there was would, some stuff that we have to chat about. Though. We, we know, left it out last week. I know. DJI Mavic. Yes. So GoPro came and released their drone, and they that were like, "Hey, Karma. look, we're going to do a dream." Karma, Who? wasn't it? It was called Karma. Their drone. The Mavic. GoPro. No, uh, no, I don't Go- know what GoPro's was. I stopped paying attention once because what happened is GoPro said, hey, we've released a new drone. We've released a new stabilizing camera and it's fantastic. Blah, blah, blah. It was a really great looking video. Uh, and then n- not even an hour later, DJI had put a teaser out there saying, wait for the 27th. 27th is coming. Don't worry. Just chill. And they jumped right on the back of the, the wave that was the GoPro sort of trending thing. And everybody's like, what the heck are they going to come out with? And they came up with the They've, they've launched the DJI Mavic. I'm sure that's how it's spelt. Uh, the M-A-V-I-C is how it's spelt. And I'm sure you can say whatever you'd like to about it. But it is the neatest looking little camera that it shoots 4K with a stabilized gimbal all in it. You can literally put it in your back pocket and go. It have to be a bigger back pocket. But you can take it with you. Um, and it's got 27 minutes of flying time when fully charged. They've really thought it through. It's got GPS capabilities built in and at a very neat price of just under $1,000. They are really going to club the market in terms of what they're doing. I mean, these are the guys that brought us the Inspire One, the guys that have brought us the Phantom Four, uh, and the guys are going crazy about it. What do you think about the the Mavic, Ryan? Um, well, I, I haven't looked in, into it in great detail, but from what I've seen, it it really looks good. You know, yeah. you know and like you mentioned, that price—I mean, a thousand dollars—that's that's just it's, insane. It's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. So everyone's been hearing this voice coming in every now and then. I think let's just quickly introduce Ryan. So we've got Ryan Beach with us from Ryonix Robotics. Ryonix Robotics. Ryonix robotics okay and i think we kind of like every week we lead into it when we're starting to get towards the robotic discussion mm-hmm. but i'm going to cut you off because i think we actually have to um we got to pay the bills quickly and then let's let's get back straight into it because it looks like we're about to go back into drones and, and maybe even some cool. keith bashing when you're growing a small business meetings telecons and admin move into dinners recitals and bedtime stories but we know you knew that We know that between the successes and failures, the courage to continue is what counts. We also know that the right meetings, telecons and admin means better dinners, recitals at the school you want, and great bedtime stories. The courage to grow is business. We've got the advisors, products and solutions that enable you to do so. MTN Business, a new world of business. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. You're back on the Futurology show with B1, B2, and Ryan. If you haven't been listening, where have you been? Yeah, what the heck? But <laughs> well, we were talking DJI Mavic before. Yes. The, the reason why I want to stand DJI is because they not only told everybody about Mavic, but they have made a big thing about what they're doing in a, an event called RoboMasters. Now, what is RoboMasters? RoboMasters is their sort of robot deathmatch, if you will. And they take over a, a huge sports stadium. They get these different teams to have different, they have to build these different bots that have different roles and purposes within the game. Um, they have to have rovers, they have to have nimble inventory units, and they have to have their base station robot as well. All of it using new technology like uh, camera awareness uh, that they, the, 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 the 
the bots actually know what they're aiming at, who they're aiming at, are you on my team, where must I shoot? And it's really the whole essence of it is to encourage people to build robots, to develop new technologies, and to answer questions to big problems in a fun way. But they are really looking to uh, become the robot people of the world, DJI. So if you haven't seen RoboMasters, I'm going to tweet about it now, but you have to check out the DJI RoboMasters, and that is a good segue to get us into Ryonic Robotics. Yes. Tell us about what Tell we're doing. Tell us about Ryonic Robotics. We have our own RoboMaster in the studio today. <laughs> Um, Ryonic is a South African robotics company. We started, founded, and everything is done locally. Um, we're a bunch of local engineers, electronics, software, mechatronics. So mechanic. do we call you roboticists? Roboticists. There we go. You see? How's that, eh? <coughs> so uh, we're still a young company. We've been going for two years, but we've developed quite a couple of robots, more for industrial applications like pipeline inspections, mining inspections. Um, but yeah, small, small startup company going into our third year. But yeah, it's been going very well. We've developed a lot of exciting technology and yeah, we're going places. Well, we're going to get into some of that technology, but I have to, I just have to have a little anecdote. So I was speaking to a friend in Australia. Um, and the, one of the first times that the discussion came out, I said, do I turn left or right at the robots? And he was like, what do you mean? You know, cause only South Africans call traffic lights robots. Yeah, yeah. So I was speaking to him on the way here this morning. Uh, I mean, today, this afternoon, whatever time, I don't know. And I said to him, you've got to listen to today's show because we're talking about robotics and robots. And he goes, you're doing a show on traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, no, we're doing a show on robots, like robotics robots, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just weird how, you know, we've got, when, South Africans think robots. I think that's probably the first thing. This is not a show about traffic lights. It's not a show about traffic signals or anything like that. This is about cool little machines or big machines that do stuff. So tell us about some of your machines. And I mean, maybe it's like a, a, a one project that really resonates or? Well, our first major project was our RMIS um, robotic crawler. Um, it's a UG, uh, UGV vehicle, so it's an unmanned ground vehicle. Um, it's used for various applications like pipeline inspections or mining inspections. So it's basically like a Mars rover. Um, it looks very similar to the Mars rover. But on top of that, we put a lot of sensory equipment. So we can do 3D modeling for virtual reality simulation. If you want a 3D model of a pipeline or of a mine, or if you, you then want to immerse yourself in that 3D environment, we do a lot of NDT testing, thickness of steel. What's an NDT? Sorry. Not, uh, non-destructive testing. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, the, the robot vehicles are more, um, a method for us to, to, to acquire data. It's about data acquisition. Okay. Um, we do the software development where we take that data and turn it into useful data. Um, but yeah, the, the, the our biggest project so far has been the RMIS crawler. Okay. So, you know, I, I think the question that, that begs here and listening to the three days of, of Gartner last week and any research you do now, we have now entered what they're referring to as the fourth industrial revolution. Um, I don't remember the last three. I wasn't around. Well, I think I was around for the second one. I don't know. Third one. I don't know. Anyway, it's how old, are you? Uh, old enough. How old when was the third industrial re- revolution? That was computers, wasn't it? I know that we're going to the age of experience where I think we've developed all we need to develop and now we need to f- figure out how to use it all. Mm. This is the 1900s. 1900s. Yeah. I wasn't that around. That was the first one. No, you went around. Okay. So, well, uh, maybe I was just in a different body. <laughs> so, anyway, this was a big – I mean, there were three main takeouts and one of them was the fourth industrial revolution and they then – 
group that into IoT, Internet of Things. Um, are you playing in that space, or is that a separate space, or is that an ancillary space? Um, no, we're definitely playing in IoT. There's a lot of cross-pollination between the technologies. Um, for me, the fourth industrial revolution has got a lot to do with how we're going to produce goods. So you're going to move away from traditional production lines. You're going to do additive manufacturing using 3D printers. Um, so the fourth industrial revolution is not just about IoT, but actually how uh, us as humans produce goods. Okay, so if I look at the Japanese or just in time, the Japanese methodology of building, and in fact I've had the privilege of going down to Toyota's plant in Durban, um, where they actually showed how JIT works, you know, and yes, there's still a lot of people running around. And I mean, Brett and I seem to have to say this as if, as if we're almost apologizing for the world. We love tech and we love machines, but we don't want people to lose their jobs. It's just is going to happen. People are going to lose their jobs or be redeployed into other types of work or services Correct. Yeah. but when you watch the efficiency inside that factory i mean i don't know mm. Brett, if you or even yourself ryan if you've ever seen and that's that's not new robot technology it's pretty old I and mean, yeah. it's an arm and you know like a like a extendable thing majobby but it just freaking works it doesn't burn down its factory where it works mm. it doesn't write outside it doesn't take a lunch break um, and it builds what it needs to when it needs to build it you know no correct and there's now a big movement towards cobots so the the cobots, co yeah. So that's actually almost like the ones you see in car factories, but they've got two arms. Okay. A very cool one currently under development in the states is Baxter, Baxter Two. It's so cool how they're giving them all names. Like IBM's got Watson, and you've got yeah. Baxter, and so so it's already costing um, in the US the the average factory wage. Yeah, average so factory wage. The, the average factory wage in the USA is currently $8 an hour. Okay. Baxter can go replace that job today as we speak for $4 an hour. So a, a robot already costs half as much as a human to do factory work. And the very cool part is you don't need to program it. It actually uses computer vision. It looks at the, the, what the human is doing, how it's packing or sorting or whatever it's doing, and then it programs itself, and you just go put it on that production line and it does the work. Yeah, you honestly want to get the philosopher's start to no, no, how no, no. we okay, get. Just, sorry, there was but like just, a, a little just moment. Back, <laughs> but, back, but just back to what you were saying, you know, the job losses are going to come. It's inevitable. Countries like South Africa, even if the unions don't like it, they'll have to go that way because you won't be able to compete. You won't be able to compete internationally if you use expensive labor to produce goods or mine or do whatever you do. Yeah. You need to bring automation into it just to compete. But but that's why that's one of the reasons we started this company is to replace those jobs that are going to get lost by people who actually design and build these robots. So, you know, I get that. You're going to become probably the most hated man in South Africa and probably in tangent the most wealthiest man in South Africa then as well. Um, again, I'm not for job loss, but I am a capitalist. And if you tell me I can halve my – input cost on whatever it is that I'm doing it's a no-brainer you know um, but, but just, to, just to, to take a look at progress and futurology and how things change and how we should stop moaning and complaining about it is yeah. that there are no there aren't there isn't a huge amount of people that are putting shoes onto horses these days yeah there, there aren't people that are there aren't as many bicycles unless you go to Amsterdam there aren't but there <laughs> I was aren't going to say you were there you two know, weeks ago yeah you know? there aren't there aren't as many people riding horses for for purpose it's more for practice for, for play um, 
but Ford wasn't thinking about how many people he's going to put out of jobs with all the disruptive nature of his vehicles we're going to cause. No, correct. So I think yeah, pr- progress is progress. No, and it's not the first time this has happened, you know, exactly like when, when Henry Ford started, you know, there were a lot of job losses related to what he did. Well, go back before uh, that to the yeah. printing press. Yeah. I mean, guys used to sit there and do it by hand. Well, scribes, yeah. You know, um, it's gone. Look, I'm for it. I just think, though, that there's a responsibility as men to be able to look after men. Yeah, you know, and I don't know how that looks, and that's always like the the interesting. I think there's trait. too many of us. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> the nice the nice thing about robots is they they don't get tired. They can pretty much replicate the same quality of service better t- time and time again. Well, they can do it better, but they yeah, can yeah. keep doing it. They don't get tired. They don't need to eat. So dun 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 dun. dun, no, dun exactly. <laughs> Going to take it on, but this is why this is this is the case for robotics is that they don't get tired. They can keep doing the same thing for endlessly. They don't need to take a break. Or sleep at night. Or sleep or anything. Yeah. They don't complain. And therefore, they will always be cheaper. Until the singularity happens or AI awareness really, really kicks in and you know, Skynet is a real thing, um, there will be no unions for robots to things. And eventually, robots will build robots, better robots than we can build. Well, they already do. If you look at the reprap, uh, 3D printers, you know, they're already printing themselves. So. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to find out from you, in your opinion, where does that sit in robotics? You know, I look at simple 3D printers and that they toys, but I mean, I've looked at some serious 3D printers where they're measuring up humans using lasers and finding out the size of their bones from X-rays and then producing a a plastic or carbonate bone that's more malleable and all these wonderful things, and then it's precision made for you. That's robotics, or, no, or am I wrong? No, no, it is definitely, and it's a very exciting space. I've personally been printing for many years. Um, I, I do as well, a little Hewlett Packard at home, 3D, uh, 3D printing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I've been through quite a number of printers from entry level Bobby printers right up to production, a couple of million rand printers. And I, I, I watch that space quite carefully, and, and it's very, very expi- exciting. Um, I actually got contacted by a supplier last week. They do direct metal laser centering printing. We actually print metal parts. And the cost of those printers in the last year have gone from 20 million rand a printer down to a million rand a printer. Yeah. So you can now print wow. aerospace grade parts. You can print on a, on a, on a, Direct metal laser centering machine for about a million bucks. Okay, but now is it not time we change the name of these things? Because they're actually not printers. You know, this is the other part of the thing that bugs me is that print by definition is to put ink on paper. That's the simplistic version. We're not using ink. We're not even putting anything on paper. We're actually forming, like cut and turn machines and all that kind of stuff. When you start talking about making metal out of a 3D printer, uh, I mean, that's... That you can just you can just imagine the different applications that we can do with that. You know, the kind of no, definitely the complexity of the yeah. shapes you can create. CNC machining, even if you've got a six or seven axis machine, it comes with a lot of limitations. Where you know, three D printing and metal is just limitless. You know, you I'm just thinking of tool and die manufacturers. Yeah. I mean, there's an entire industry that we'll put out of work because to make it, the tools and the dies, that's a skill. And these guys spend hours making them. For anyone who doesn't want to die is and it's the two steel things that go together normally for plastics for molding in that i mean a 3d printer replaces that yeah. it's gone so let's let's flip the, the the discussion and not what we're going to replace but yes what are we going to what is what is adopting robotic technologies and i see on your website you guys are in a number of different 
industry sectors, um, providing amazing services to them, some of them quite bespoke as well. And that's one of the key, key areas that you guys focus on is bespoke solutions, that people have a, what seems an impossible task in front of them, and you guys are taking them on as, as a challenge. Correct, yeah. Um, well, if I look at the, at the mining industry, I robot, you know, we, we try to take people, especially in Africa, we're very safety conscious. So we're trying to remove humans from all these dangerous situations where they actually mine or inspect pipes. Or so the unions don't get us. Yeah. Well, the unions should actually like it. Yeah. Know, but we try to remove those humans and put them in safe control rooms where they monitor the robot. So our business model at this stage is not to replace humans necessarily, but just to remove them out of those situations and put them in a safe place to do A robot work. is more expendable than a human. Correct, yeah. yeah. So we could go completely autonomous, but yeah, you know, we still still include the, the, the human element to, to, to not totally eliminate jobs. What do you build locally? You know, I know you're a local company, um, but I also know what we do and don't necessarily have here. Are you totally self-sufficient? I mean, do you build everything that you need or do you still need to bring in things and machines and stuff from elsewhere? The, the only stuff we really import is specialist sensors. Um, if we need Intel chipsets, obviously those comes from, those come from overseas. But everything else, even the PCBs, the circuit boards, it's all designed and built locally. Um, we're aiming for, you know, probably 95% local content in the next five years. Nice. Um, yeah, as the company grows, we'll do more and more dev and more and more products, you know, including sensors, um, everything. And are you, are you a bespoke company in the sense that you wait for a project to come in or are you guys building stuff and then looking for the market or have you identified the market and then providing uh, solutions? Where, where, where are you finding most of your time? Uh, well, we do a little bit of both. So we've done um, one commercial product. It, it's a pipeline crawler that we're actually going to sell worldwide. Wasn't that export. called a pig a couple of years ago? Uh, pigs are very old Pipe school. Inspection. It's not kosher, yeah. huh? No, it's not kosher at all. <laughs> okay. Different kind of meat. Yeah, no, I mean, I've just come out of the new year now, guys. Come on, let's keep it kosher. <laughs> uh, yeah, pigs are still, that's very old school technology. Yes. You actually need flow or pressure. To, it's not self I was once asked to put a, a pencil camera onto a pig and let it go down the length of, from, from Peter Maritzburg all the way up to Joburg. I was like, uh, what the People can't it? see my, my, <laughs> my first, face. My, but first, I'm like qu- my first question was, why on earth are you putting a pig in the pipe? <laughs> yeah, well, that's and why, why does it honestly have to move all that distance? And um, I think that's one of the key things is that robots are able to go into places that humans can't go to. Correct. Yeah. Um, that sort of unobtrusive space and do very broad inspections. Yeah, well, well we, we're not just doing inspections. We're actually now developing tools for these robots to do, Maintenance re- to, to do repairs in the pipe. So you could actually go in and fix a joint or a crack. Or I know a lot of people that can fix a joint without a robot. So they're still quite <laughs> capable, but uh, that's probably not our show. They would be discussing that. Um, you hit the nail on the head there, Brett. We, you know, we were talking about like, <clears throat> excuse me, job loss, things like that. But mining, okay, or any of these type of situations where you really don't want to send human beings in. You know, I, I would hate to go 2Ks underground and, and all that. Are you playing in the mining sector? Because South Africa is a huge mining um, company. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the, the RMI scroller can, can work in either pipeline inspections or even mining applications. So it's a modular robotics platform, so we can adapt it for various other applications too. Awesome. Now, we generally don't leave a lot of time in this, and we're getting already down to the skinny end. I think if, if people want to find out more about Ryonic, where can they find you? Uh, www.ryonic.io. R-Y- 
R-Y-O-N-I-C. R-Y-O-N-I-C. Dot I-O. Dot I-O. Fantastic. We'll tweet that as well. But the reason why is I'd like to divert a bit because there's so many startups and so many people trying to do new things and they've got a great idea, but failure is a big part of success. How, tell us some of those stories that you guys go to. I mean, you don't just become Ryanic. I mean, you started in 2014, but how did you get to a place where you were building these types of amazing machines? Um, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't easy. You know, even the RMIS crawler, we're currently on revision five. So we did a lot of on-site testing. We did thousands and thousands of meters of pipeline inspections with our various prototypes. So in that process, there were obviously failures. Um, you know, we've got a bunch of professional engineers, but you know, on paper, you can only go so far. So, mm. um, yeah, you just need to stick it out, you know, not give up, you know, and, and even when you run into problems, just carry on. Eh? That's a South African mindset. Though, hey? We are tenacious it's, people. It's very I mean, tough it's, to stop someone that never gives up. Yeah, and that's that is generally the sort of South African entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, but uh, the idea you've you've lost big. I mean, I, I do. We do virtual stuff, and we can put something up, and we haven't really lost anything but time. Yeah, you guys have got hard and fast, tangible stuff. How many? RMIS UGVs have you lost in a pipe <laughs> or, or pigs? It's still gone into the twenty kilometers below ground. Uh, actually, none. But so they've all come home. Yeah, but we've recovered a couple that came back quite rough. Yeah, so <laughs> they're back. They're just not as happy as they were yeah. when they left. No, but, but you know why? While they were down there, the taxis came along the side, cut them off. They had to swerve. They hit the bank. I mean, you know, that's that's what happens to pigs and RUVG XYZs underground. I I have this vision in my head when I think of robotics. You know, like all these. I actually see Meccano. You know, like when you look at the cogs and the, and I think that's probably my fascination with watches as in analog watches. All those little millions of cogs and levers and, and pulleys and all that kind of things. Robots though aren't that. I mean, they, they hard machines with circuit boards. I, I mean. Today, yeah. It's, it's mostly electronics. You know, the mechanicals play a very small part and a big part of it, it's actually software. Um, all our robots we ship with control software, reporting software. So half of our company actually just does software development. Okay, now is that your own OS or is this going to talk nicely to other OSs? Is it cloud-based? Um, no, it runs on Windows. So we write software that runs then on it's Windows. It's not going to talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can do, do anything else. but what we find As long as it works. Our client, it, it's about what your clients know, you know, and mm. most people know. Eric can't find the .dll file. <laughs> The one that didn't come back, blue screen yeah. happened. Yeah. Blue screen, that's right. I was trying to think of the big famous. Uh, um, so, so the reason I went to that question, though, is off air we were talking about, I, I think, Brett, you mentioned you cook and then robots at all. Maybe, yeah. Ryan, you did about how they were cooking the, the same as a Michelin chef. At so what point do we stop automating and yeah. what is being automated? Now, uh, And I said to you that if Gordon Ramsay heard you even suggest that a robot could cook like a Michelin chef, you know, they'd be hell to pay. And, mm. and the words that he's going to be using are going to not even begin or end with Fs. They're going to be words. Mm. He'll make up a word. But this is reality. I mean, yeah. I could have a robot in my kitchen cooking for me when? A year now? No, there's already those kitchens available in the States. Yeah. And, and I actually think they'll do a better job than the Michelin star because, oh. because they'll be consistent. Yeah. Because, I mean, even, you know, the best chefs have off days. And then with Google, Google yeah. Assistant plugged into it and getting its AI, it literally has the world's cuisine plugged into it. I was going to so say, can you see the say, robot? Google. Okay, sorry. Okay, Google. How many inches, how many cups in a whatever? Well, you say, okay, Google, I'm watching MasterChef Australia right now. 
But now remember, it's running on Windows. <laughs> it's running on Windows machine. So it's Cortana speaking to it, and it goes, "I'm sorry, I don't understand the question." Um, Please define food. Is that an expensive thing, or is because? Let I mean, Brett, we were talking. We're all busy. We we go to work before the sun comes up. We come home after the sun goes. And the last thing you feel like, it, okay, some people still feel like cooking, but you don't have the energy. Is this something that's going to happen for an affordable price for just the normal person? I think definitely in the next ten years. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's even, not a long time. Even even cobots, you know, Baxter costs about thirty thousand dollars to buy oneself. And and he's that's the double handed one. That's the double handed one. You know, if if you. Compared that to what a factory worker costs per year, I mean, it's it's it's. Well, the Japanese very, very will love you. Someone can hug them. But that's that's a big thing. The, the initial opex or the, the the capex that you have to outlay um, is is pretty steep. But the the yield thereafter is yeah. amazing. But it, yeah, it's gonna, like any technology; it's going to become cheaper yeah, as more people more adopt people, it. Exactly. Um, we are getting to the top of the hour. What's next for Ionic? I mean, where are you? Have you got a niche that you're focusing on? Have you got where are you guys? Where um, are we going to see you? So our next project is going to be a ship hull inspection robot. Um, it's very interesting. If you've got a ship hull with a clean hull, you actually get eight percent better fuel efficiency. So you guys can imagine the cost savings per day. Wow! Uh, how much diesel a big ship burns sure. in a day? You know. So we have to be busy developing a magnetic robot that actually gets propelled by the energy in the water and you just plonk it onto the side of a ship and it just cleans all day. You guys are so, clever. That sounds clever. That is, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and just say I'm impressed. No, but hold on. You've got to stick up a GoPro and shit like that to film. Can you imagine like you seeing that it's, it's like what nanotechnology when it runs through your body. You've got this little dude going like Wally. It's, it's, uh, please call him Wally. It's exactly what Wally did. I think he Pixar was a rubbish. That. No, but he was, well, you can call him Wally with a Y. Where in the world is Wally? He's on a ship somewhere. I mean, how cool is that? We can have a game. We can do a Twitter game. But that, so you're saying that just by keeping the hull clean, you get eight percent better fuel efficiency, which is know? better for carbon footprint. Well, that's that's exactly what R2D2 was commissioned to do. Yeah, that's in right. Star Wars, R2D2 right. is a, a, a yeah, support part. And other thing is, you eliminate dry docking, so all of this happens yep. while the ship's in the water. On, on so we're about to put ship cleaners out, dry dockers out. <laughs> you, this, you know what? Let's not hang out with Ryan. There's going to be hitmen coming. <laughs> uh, I, I like the disruptive thing. I was thinking about it today. Like there's there's interruption, which is a temporary d- change in the way things are, and then there's disruption, which is a permanent change to the way we do things. And I think if we don't start adopting what disrupts and getting on board and finding out a way to collaborate and innovate with robots, even cobots, we're not going to get anywhere. Um, so I think it's amazing that it exists. I think people need to understand it more. I think education has got to be something that we – not just one plus one equals two education, but what is the education of the future? What do we need to know now so that we can start preparing ourselves for what's coming? I think that's cool. And I've already done my wrap-up I was just about to say, that was your, your wrap of the day. Um, it, it, it's just that it's really exciting. I mean, you've, you get you – know, you, you probably have like the best kid's job in the world. You know, if you, you probably played with Meccano Lego as a kid and said, I'm going to now do that for a living. Anyway, we have got to the top of our Ryan. Thank you very much. Um, we'll yeah, call we, you back on the show when uh, we've got some other robotic to talk about. I, I just, just to quickly close off on that, when is that happening? Your, your ship hull project? Um, I mean, is that like now? Is that imminent? Next few months? Yeah, no, we're currently we're busy with the dev, so we're hoping to launch it by next year. Okay, so, so yeah. but we've got to put a camera on that as well. I mean, that's yeah, just going to yeah. – that's awesome content. Like going in the sea and – anyway, cool. Right, so we are at the end of uh, 
another show. It just goes as quickly as always. Um, I could say until next time, keep your screens clean, but maybe, uh, Ronick will send me a, a robot. <laughs> so yeah, keep your, and thanks again to MTN Business for sponsoring our show and we can keep them clean as well. Keep your, your screens clean and your knobs shiny. Cliffcentral.com.